Listening to the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. All our current EMS providers and educators with a combined 30 years' experience. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. Hey guys, Mike here, and before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to give you a warning that we did have a massive uh, glitch in our recording software during this uh, podcast recording, and it almost made us sound like we're all in an echo chamber. Uh, So the the audio in here is not going to be perfect. It is going to be a little wonky, but please just bear with us as uh, this frustrated myself and the panel so much uh, that along with other Uh, requests for increase in sound quality going forward after today's episode. Starting with October 23rd's Patreon episode, we invested a large sum of money into brand new microphones and brand new sound equipment to bring you guys a better, more awesome experience with the Medic Materials podcast. So just bear with us through this episode. There is a phenomenal amount of airway education contained in this episode. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it uh just take it for what it is and know that the next episode that you hear will be 10,000 times the quality of uh of this one so take care guys enjoy hello and welcome everyone back to the medical materials podcast my name is mike and i am here with kelsey emily and the heavy breather of today's episode (laughs) they could hear it already Wow. He's just in pain, guys. Yeah, so there's there's a was it recess or was it Hey Arnold that there was the kid that always I think it was Hey Arnold. I know you don't know I the reference, know but there was a cartoon in my youth that in my youth there, there was a cartoon yeah in my youth and uh, and there was a kid that literally just went the football had Hey Arnold yeah, right yeah I know yeah. What you're and that was his that was his mm. shtick. That was his character, was the heavy breather that was always right behind you. So there you are. That's what the heavy breather was like, you know, like some old dude in a trench coat with nothing else on breathing into a payphone, you know. But uh, but in regards to today's episode, we're we're gonna be piggybacking uh, the first of the month's episode in that we had the great discussion with Steve. Uh, about, you know, ALS fly car systems, chase car systems, whatever you guys, you know, want to call it. And so I, you know, out of the all of the calls that we could choose, I picked the one that could, took place in a fly car service. So we're going to be reviewing uh, a really interesting uh, call from that service. So, uh, Kelsey, let's do your rig check and then we'll get right into it. So, guys, we have officially reached over 875 Yikes. 875 subscribers on our YouTube page, so thank you to everybody who has subscribed. Just dang it. (laughs) I was waiting for you to call that. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So make sure you subscribe because we've got 25 more people that have to subscribe, and then I think I'm saying subscribe so much. You should have rewritten it. And then we'll have... Here we go. This is it. <laughs> and then we'll be at 900 subscribers. So Where's that's Kelly? a really big number. No, that's the, that is the question of the moment. That is, Where is yeah. Kelly? Where is Kelly? Well, she could be with our listeners in Germany or Indiana. Oh. Not really Ooh, sure. Well played. Well, look at that. It's like we're in the world as Carmen San Diego. Yeah. And guys, Medic Materials for the past 15 days has been selling breast cancer apparel, including shirts and stickers. So all proceeds from now until October 31st will go to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So make sure you go check that out. So, mm-hmm. and to piggyback off of that, last year we ran the same, you know, promo. We had, uh, you know, customized, uh, you know, breast cancer awareness apparel. We almost, I think it was 181 total dollars that nice. I gave to... Wow. Uh, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation last year on November 1st. I'm going to be doing the same thing with all the proceeds this year. I want to reach $200. Cool. This year we got oh, yeah. uh, we got awesome designs. There's some designs from last year that that were really popular. We put two new ones out this year along with three different stickers. So you know, it, there's there's short sleeves, there's long sleeve, there's hoodies. 
make sure you go out, you know, and uh, and support a worthy cause. I know a lot of people do this, but uh, you know, breast cancer is one of those things where everyone that you know is at least known or had it, mm-hmm. you know. So let's talk systems here. So your system is a rural EMS system. Uh, it's covered by a private BLS ambulance company and a private fly car uh, service. The ambulances are staffed with two EMT basics, and the fly car is staffed with one paramagician. Um, <laughs> Just ask them. Yeah, right? The, uh, Abracadabra. <laughs> RMA. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the hospitals in the area, there's a local community-based hospital approximately three minutes away from the scene, and a, uh, a large trauma-slash-medical center approximately 45 minutes away. Uh, your dispatch is a uh, Delta Priority, Priority 1, uh, to a private residence located on a small farm for a 27-year-old male with a gunshot wound. Mm. Uh, police are being dispatched as well, and EMS is requested to stage uh, off-scene until it becomes secure by PD. When the cows fight back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, it's usually the corn that gets you. Mm. Ooh. We're not going to go to the children of the corn stuff. No. no, we don't go there. No, no, that's that's, that's heavy. That's yeah, that's not good. Um, the uh, the local volunteer fire department is also dispatched uh, just on level of, you know, level of dispatch. Yeah, all hands on deck. Right. So before before we even get into what's going on on scene, I want to start by asking you guys on this type of dispatch, what are your guys' thoughts in the whole like responding slash staging? I was just gonna say I'm already pissed off that they want me to go priority one to a parking lot. Yep. okay. <laughs> Hurry much. up and wait. Yep. yeah where's PD? Well and that you know and that's a good thing that you bring up is we don't a lot think about hey we're we're doing lights and sirens to go and wait right. so. And there's a lot of people that would do party one, lights and sirens, Don't. delta, whatever you want to call it. To stage. Uh, right. Yeah, just would, drive and stage. Yeah, I would say depending on where you're at. I mean, if, if you're not, you know, 45 minutes away by car, then, yeah, you, you, you know, you, right. don't, you don't need to burn the freaking lights. Proximity just, of, yeah. you know, where you are to the call, yes, yeah. that's going to come into play. But if you're, you know, 10 minutes away, you're going to yeah, be staging no, for probably 10 minutes. Yeah. Don't put yourself in danger. Just. Just get there. Right. Just get there. So is there anything other than other than that that you guys are thinking, probably, you know, preparedness-wise? I'm just thinking, you dumb idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, where... Where, where you the, shot. Yeah, where is he mm-hmm. shot, and who shot him? Yep. And why and where are they now? Right. That's <laughs> the biggest question. That is, yeah. where, where, right. Where did they go? Where did they go, right? Did they kind of just, you know... Hide behind corn? Because we can't assume that it was, you know, self-inflicted or anything like that. All you get is gunshot gunshot wound. People typically, you know, yes, lots and lots of people shoot themselves, but most people don't, you know? So uh, the scene is finally secured, and EMS is directed into into the farm. Both crews are met by a sheriff and a frantic family member uh, driving a little (laughs) four-by-four, you know, side-by-side. The, uh, the the sheriff tells EMS that the patients. I tried to catch it in time. I'm sorry. Um, the sheriff tells EMS that the patients in the field behind the barn, not behind the woodshed. So he's got one gold star okay. ready, right? Um, what? Really? Never mind. I didn't get it either. Let's move on. Uh, I thought I thought that one was gold. It it was okay. Let's just let's okay. keep going. <laughs> You're mediocre. <laughs> mediocre best. He was tepid. Thanks. Let's go. Okay. Uh, he's there with another sheriff deputy and two other fire department first responders. The crews grab their gear. And yes, for the fire department. How did department. they get there first? Huh? How did they get there first? Because you know that fire departments don't stage. Rude. You're going to get shot. That's their prerogative. Lunatics. Yeah. I've never, ever... Ever, because typically when fire departments stage, they stage like by their mailbox, right? And it's like you can you can see the whole scene. <laughs> like yeah. they don't stage a, a mile down the road like we do, or two Just miles tell them down they have the road. COVID and they won't even go in. That's true. There you go. There you go. Um, so the crews grab their gear and they move into the field, which is about a 500 foot walk from where they park the ambulance. Okay, behind the barn. 
they saw an adult male laying face down in a you know fresh cut hay field. Okay, um, they can hear as they are approaching that he's moaning sounds, but there's no words that are distinguishable. The crew moves to begin their initial physical exam, and meanwhile, the uh, the sheriff deputy that's there with him. Uh, shows the EMS crew a confiscated 20-gauge shotgun that was found next to the patient. The deputy tells EMS that, according to them, it appears that this was self-inflicted attempted suicide attempt. Mm. So, family tells EMS that this 12-gauge, right? Because <laughs> now you're 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 AF human. You were all fucked up. Well, so <laughs> right. So, that, but that's what? actually a really good oh. thing to True. bring up, yeah. right? Yeah. Is a lot of people, you know, use pistols in this type of thing or, you know, but you see a more and more frequency of people using shotguns and rifles mm. and caliber does matter. It does. Right. Because what might glance, mm. you know, the next one up might go through, yeah. you I, know, I've, in simplest terms. I literally had a patient that did that with a very large caliber uh, handgun and a loved one right at the moment of squeezing the trigger just moved his hand just that little bit and it didn't go where it would have done the job it went forward just enough to completely take the face off so it's like I mean I'm not saying anyone should go and kill themselves but I mean it's like wow that's that's a hell of a way to freaking yeah uh, and to, uh, yeah that's that's just not that's not pretty it's not pretty and it and you it know. leaves a lot for ems to be concerned about in yeah. those types of cert you know yeah. in those circumstances where it's airway driven oh yeah there is a lot for ems to start thinking about so um so family tells ems that um in a frantic matter that they came home early from a day of shopping, right? They were out all day. They came home early from the shopping trip. And uh, while they were unpacking uh, inside the house, they heard what they thought was a very close gunshot. Uh, when they went outside, they went to investigate because gunshots shouldn't happen on your property. Um, they went outside to investigate and they found uh, this guy behind the barn, right? Bleeding profusely. Family called EMS immediately upon finding him. So, as this story unfolds, what are you guys, you know, what are you guys thinking that you're walking into? And is there anything that you need done right at this moment in time? Uh, well, I mean, if he's already said that uh, you already have a deputy, he's got, he's got the weapon under control and he's said it appears to be self-inflicted, then I'm not worried about a second shooter. Right. How um, though? He's not talking. He's mumbling. No, I'm talking about the sheriff. The deputy sheriff said that. Right. Said it appears to be so. Oh, no, I'm still keeping my eyes open. Well, I mean, there's the corn. It's right there. Well, and you know, you and I always say, you seen seen size up, seen safety it's is dynamic, ongoing. right? It's stop. ongoing. Yeah. So yeah. I don't disagree with Emily. I like I would probably have my red flags up yeah. as well, it, the whole time, the whole time I'm there. But um, yeah, I mean, at this point, um, this is this is definitely an airway thing mm -hmm. because. Do we know where he yeah, shot? Yeah, where is he shot? They, nobody said anything yet. Oh, okay. oh, Maybe okay. he shot himself they in the belly. Said, they okay. just said that would bleeding suck. profusely. Wow. Now it's just that a circulation suck. issue. That's a hell of a way to go. That would suck. Okay. Wow. Lots of lots of interesting things to think about, right? Yeah. Um, is there anything that you guys want done at this particular time that Can hasn't already been done? Other than, you know, actually approach the patient and see them? How far am I away from the big hospital? 45 minutes. Air medical. Yeah, I almost want to request a helicopter. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, I'm I'm totally with you guys. Yeah. At this point in time, I don't even care what I'm walking into. The story is just Bad pinky enough, enough yeah. where I'm like... I'm going to need more resources. I, right. I would call it now. If this guy is viable, I'm not driving him 45 minutes. Correct. He's going by air. Right. And, yeah. e and even if the time frame... Because you're late, right? Yeah. There was no auto dispatch for right. for them, you know, for this county. Um, let them let them get closer to you and cancel them, then request them too late. Yeah. Right, and and even still, even if you waited longer, the time frame probably is going to be about the same. Right, you driving the forty five minutes to an hour versus them flying 
mm. you know, it, you're probably going to get there at the same amount of time. So the uh, the paramedic and the primary EMT move to uh, his side. They find him lethargic. He opens his eyes upon verbal stimuli only. He does not speak any words, only moan sounds. There appears uh, from the side that he has no airway. There is what they can see significant major trauma to the lower part of the face, which Gerard has already alluded to with his previous mm. you know, story. Um, significant major trauma to the lower part of the face. No other trauma stands out, but he appears covered in blood. The fire department first responders have already placed a towel under his face, um, which is now completely red, mm. completely and 100% saturated with blood. He appears to be breathing on his own, and uh, they do find a radial pulse yeah. present. So, initial thoughts on what they come to find. So, basically, the, the, the jaw is gone. The jaw, at, from what this sounds like, the lower part of the jaw is gone. Okay. Yeah. Well. Like, and when I say gone, like detached from the face, don't find it laying in a field. Suction. Immediately get the suction and start suctioning some of that blood. Okay. I mean, that's, we want to, if there is an airway and he's still breathing, I don't want anything else jamming it up. Right. And you think he's laying face down at this point. Yeah. Right? Maybe roll Which is probably helping him. I was going to say, it's probably You're you letting it's gravity probably work to move the blood away. <laughs> right. Yeah. Leave him face down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think him laying in the grass is going to help? Do you think anything's going to get stuck up in up in that airway because he's laying in a hayfield. Well, at some point we're gonna have to roll him on his side at least because we got to look at this thing. Right. Yeah. Because I gotta see. If I mean, I'm not gonna put him half face a face down, down into, yeah. or into a field. Right. But I want gravity to get that blood. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is it? I mean, is, I'm with you guys. 100. percent Does it look like there's any possibility of, of getting a tube in there? Any bubbles? Chase the bubbles. Chase, Chase the, the bubbles. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. The primary EMT on the BLS crew uh, looks at the paramedic with the I don't really know what to do face. We've all seen it, yeah. right? The deer in the headlights. Right now? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, and they, they ask the medic, I think uh, very well, what do you want me to do? Like, they didn't just sit there and go, ah, I'm just going to go Let me hold this the clipboard. clipboard. Right. Facebook prayers would be nice. Right. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They literally were like, tell me what you want. Right? And the medic tells them, airway control. Get suction. Begin to clear blood. Yeah. The, uh, well, of course, we typically don't bring portable suctions with us. So this EMT then walks back to their truck, yep. grabs their portable suction, and moves back into the field. So while this is all going on, the secondary EMT walks to the family and tries to attempt uh, to gain any type of medical history. Um, They find out that the only history is anxiety and depression. He uh, has an allergy to penicillin, and the family says he's supposed to be taking Lexapro, but the family is completely unsure if he's actually been taking his meds like he's supposed to. Uh, the family told the EMT that he's been very isolated for the past week or two um, and has not divulged a lot of information on his life or whether he's getting, you know, taking his meds or not. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the secondary EMT takes all this information back and reports it to the to the paramedic and the other EMT. Um, while, you know, the 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 suction then gets to the scene and. They uh, they decide to do what Emily says and just leave him on his belly, but kind of turn his head to the side. So now you can at least see, mm. you know, what you're dealing with, and uh, and suctioning begins. He's using a yank hour, which I think is perfect, right? Um, just kind of suction everything that you can. Tape that motherfucker and just do it continuous. He's got enough air. You said he's conscious, right? So he's he is responsive to voice, right? Okay. So he's not. Completely unresponsive, but yeah. he's definitely he's not almost with there. It. Right, he's definitely almost there. So, um, while suctioning, the primary EMT notes that there is, you know, cut hay, grass, all mm. stuck up in there. They're trying to pick through it uh, to try and remove it, um, since the suction won't. Um, and the medic then really takes that closer look, right? Now that we yeah. have a an exposed side of the yeah, face, what, what kind of we're going to look, right? Yeah. And he finds that 
as as we've noted, the the lower jaw is completely gone. There is no lower jaw. The soft tissue around the jaw is completely blown apart. So right. you're thinking, you it's know, just it's just there, it's yeah. just stuff hanging yeah. there. Uh, the what about tip, his tongue? The tip of the tongue is gone. However, they can they can clearly see the base of the tongue. Wow. So I mean, you have to think. Like game on. that is a lot of face that's gone yeah. to be able to see the bottom of that muscle. Yeah. Right. Um, so the medic tells the secondary EMT to get the stretcher as close as they can. Right. If they can't get it close, bring in the Reeves. Now, remember, this is 500 feet from where they parked the truck. OK, you're squirming already. You don't, don't like, like the that Reeves. idea. No, don't put him on his back. OK. But if you have to, you have to. I get it. OK. Is there any other way to get him out? Stokes. There's no truck there right now. Where'd the firemen come from? POVs. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, you know, that's what you respond to fire calls in is What's your personal truck. What's on the back of the little gator? Uh, is it a gator or does it have like a... show up and I've got a, I've got a hat. I mean, if you have to but, put him in a reeze, yeah. you need to pay attention to that airway because now you're... Even if you put him on your side, like you're closing him in and the way it, it works, once you lift him up, you're kind of going to entrap him. So but I just want to keep an eye on the What about the little airway. ATV thing? Is it an ATV with like a little trunky thing that you could like... In or is it like a... I mean, that's a really good idea. Um, I didn't even think about that. Nobody utilizes that 4x4 in this call. I think that would have been something to look at. Maybe even, you know, sit him up in that and get him out of... Is there any way to get the ambulance back to where we're at? So that's exactly what this EMT does, right? Oh, go EMT. Yeah. That's a better option than the ATV. I'm really afraid to get it stuck in the mud. Right. All the time. Before we we get into... how they actually, um, you know, do extrication and stuff like that. I, I first want to know, what do you guys want to do to treat the airway management of this patient? Are you right off the rip just going suction? Are you going, you know, any other direction? It depends on what the what, what am I looking at. Is there any way I can intubate this patient? I think you need to do it sooner than later, too. Oh, yeah. Oh. Because that, that, that swelling is only going to get worse. It's going to get to be a more difficult is, airway. I think you need to take it. Yeah. Is there anything that remotely resembles any way I can get in there? Well, you have the base of the tongue. So we right. have the base of the tongue. You have so, the base so, of the tongue. You so have a tra- landmark. So yeah. our trachea is intact. Yes. So we're good to go. You're good to go, at least with... From what you know. Yeah. So right. Far. As of right now. That is going to be a hard tube to secure. Hold it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it to the top of his head. You know what's it's interesting? Not wrong. Yeah, the one it. that you get in the hospital, it tapes to like the top of your cheeks. It has nothing to do. Like the Thomas tube holders goes right. into yeah. your mouth. The other ones tape to the top of your cheeks, like just under your nose. Yeah. Ironic. Anyways. Yeah. So. Uh, wait, wait, he's still conscious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still responsive to pain or not responsive to verbal Voice. stimuli. Yeah, nasal his ass. Could you with Would so you want so to? not with the no not with the head trauma? Well, you said his nose is still intact, right? Yeah, his but he nose? just shot himself in the face. Yeah. Is your X-ray vision on point today? Damn, he came out firing. Seriously, I guess we're not nasal. <laughs> <laughs> your EMT disagrees. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying but honestly, like, yeah, do we have RSI capability at this place? You only have and, one medic, and, and and that's the other question. I only have one medic, so. You know, how are we going to intubate this guy if he's still awake? I don't right. know if I'd go something nasal, though, because especially with that much trauma, you don't know what's going on. What else do I have? Ed. Well, and that's it. So, and it's, I mean, it's not like he you know, fell off a freaking roof or something. I mean, if we can pretty much see all the damage, I don't know. I might take the chance. I'd chase bubbles. Okay. But if he's still conscious, what are you doing? You're going to intubate him conscious? You're not going to... Well, you're not going to sedate him to begin with. He just shot himself no, in the face. Get, well, of course I'm giving him something. <laughs> I like where the conversation is. Poor man's RSI. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no never. No. Don't ever do that. That's a big no no on this show. Um, so, <clears throat> at this point in time, uh, the EMT is grabbing the Reeves. He's bringing it closer. And the medic tells the fireman on scene now to request air medical. So, they do end up, you know, it's a couple minutes later than maybe the table would have done it but at least gets done. So uh, they bring out the cardiac monitor during this this whole you know point in time, and they gather some baseline vitals. Uh, BP via the autocuff is 161 over 110. Uh, heart rate is 110, strong and regular. Um, respiratory rate is 26, super shallow. And SpO2 is 84%. Uh, the medic places uh, oxygen 
at 15 liters via a non-rebreather. Now, how what? it was... Hold on. Rectally? Now, <laughs> blow by. I mean... So, yeah. Yes. How, it, how it was described to me is it was more done in a blow-by fashion than a, hey, let's strap right. this to your nose and around your face. <laughs> and eyes. We'll just tape the holes. Right. And the... Uh, the eat, but, but Get a little peaks one and just stick it on the nose. I mean... You could, maybe. Are they breathe? How you know? How well are they breathing through their nose? I don't know. Um, you know, think outside the box. Why not? So, the the cool thing is, the way I envision this is the EMT who's suctioning. If you're doing blow by oxygen, can still get into that airway and mm-hmm. suction. Yeah. You're not having to like move a mass, suction, mm-hmm. suction, put the mass back, kind of thing. So. The uh, the secondary EMT comes back with the Reeves and tells the medic that they're going to have to carry him at least about 100 feet out of the field. While they were out, they moved the truck 400 feet closer to the absolute, you know, furthest position mm-hmm. they can move the truck. Um, they took out the stretcher like a awesome EMT does, and then they walked over to the Reeves. You would not believe how many EMTs bring in a stair chair, bring in a Reeves, and then don't set up the stretcher. It drives me bonkers. Like, that's one of my pet peeves. Oh, we're going to be this agency. I bet I would believe it. Oh, it's awful. Um, they unroll the Reeves and um, attempt to roll them on it. Would you like a second? Because I can hear me. a lot of breathing. It's, <laughs> that's Go ahead. Um, They unroll the Reeves, and uh, they're going to attempt to roll him on it. Now, this is where I think everyone here would probably be like, don't do it. You're going to, you know, like. How else are you going to get him out, though? Could you put him flat? Could you keep him laying? I know that's a big, huge no-no, you know, like there's positional asphyxia and stuff like that. So put all the tall people on one side and walk fast. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean. I, I don't know. I, I might have not rolled him onto his back. I Maybe I would have I rolled him onto his side yeah. and transport him on the Reeves on his side. That's what I'm saying. Put all the tall people on one side. Yeah. So um, they move him to his back, and, of course, he begins to vomit. He becomes, you know, gagging, vomit. Steady stream of blood comes out of mm-hmm. the where the mouth used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they turn him to his side. And the three, you know, crew members decide this is how I'm going to carry him, is they decide to do it on his side, best way for airway control. Um, With help, they're able to finally get him to the stretcher. The medic places him on his back and lifts the head of the stretcher up 90 degrees. So now he's sitting upright on the stretcher. I think that is perfect, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, They get him in the back of the truck, and County comes back and tells him that med flight has a 14-minute uh, ETA to the scene. They can land right there in the fields. Yay. They got 14 minutes, right? Sounds good. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to chill here. Cool, right? Um, I don't know where this med flight was coming from, whether nobody told me, like, hey, it would have been easier if there was a field up the street and we could cut the distance. Yeah. I honestly don't know. So we're going to assume that there wasn't. So at this point in time, the secondary paramedic fly car arrives on the scene. So now you have two paramedics, right? Another paramedic, second dispatch themselves, said, hey, this sounds bad. Let's go. Good for them. Good for them. Love a system that backs up their own. So primary medic gives a report to the secondary and instructs them get IV access wherever the hell they get it. Um, Primary EMT still suctioning out airway. However, the stream How many of, gallons have they suctioned at this point? Well, if they if it was gallons, they'd be dead. So let's hope it's not so gallons. How many canisters? So we'll get there. Um, the uh, the stream of blood has slowed down since they first found them, um, <laughs> but it is still what they describe to me as moderate bleeding. It's ne- it's definitely mm. not major. It's not minor. It's a steady stream. So. The primary medic takes the time at this point to do a complete head-to-toe. They find that he's still responsive to verbal verbal commands, um, if not a little less responsive than earlier. So he's moving towards that that painful stimuli response. Yeah. Right. Um, he'll open his eyes, but then he quickly closes them. Uh, GCS is calculated as 11. 
pupils are unequal. Uh, the left pupil is fixed and non-reactive at six millimeters, and the right pupil is reactive but sluggish at three millimeters. I wasn't the only one that saw that, right? The light flickers. The light flickers. Yeah. 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 Um, I can try not lose it. No, you're you're good. Um, the lower jaw, as we said, is missing. The soft tissue around is blown apart. Moderate constant bleeding is noted coming from the airway. He has clear and equal lung sounds, which to me That's a are, miracle. are a miracle. Wow. And I and I, I think the only reason as to why is because he was laying face Flat. down. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, peripheral pulses are still present. Skin is cool, pale, diaphoretic. No other trauma was noted on the body. So I wanted... Uh, is there anything that is catching your guys' radar on this, like, full assessment? Is there anything like, oh, man, this is scary? Or All we should it. be concerned with? You're missing half your face. Other than missing half your face. No, I think, I think they're zeroed in right where they should be. Okay. It, does, does the pupils tell you anything? Should you be seeing a fixed, non-reactive, dilated pupil on one side? No, no but it depends on where the buckshot went. Yeah. Okay, and the, and so that that was the that was the point that I think I wanted to make in that you know we look at pupillary reaction and pupils are are you know depending on what um you know what cranial nerve and or what damage has been done to the brainstem yeah. your pupils are going to change. So, you know, the fact that one is already fixed and dilated is not a good thing, right? Um, so as we move forward, uh, the four-lead EKG was connected in the truck as well. Initial rhythm shows a sinus tack. They never did a 12-lead. I don't think it was yeah, prudent no. in here, nope. so we're just going to be like, cool, you at least put them on the monitor, right? Um, second set of vital signs is obtained. BP via the autocuff is 163 over 103. Heart rate 114, strong regular. Respiratory rate is 24, uh, still very shallow. SpO2 on the blow by is now 94% in this position. Nice. Um, what was the first one? 80, 84, yeah. 85. And uh, because apparently. These guys listen to the show. Emily, your BG is 198. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. They they did. Um, And I'm pretty sure it's only because they listen to the show. Uh, (laughs) Because honestly, I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have. I appreciate it, though. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Uh, It's it's, it's like 65. Yeah. Okay. Tack that to right. my list that I have right. to do. Yeah, we, right. Uh, we jump on that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Let's see. There's no tongue. There's no gum to put it under. Right. That goes into my my file of like orthostatic vital right. signs. We'll if you aren't going to fix it, I don't want to fucking know. Right. right. Yeah. Filter yep. H for toy. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate it. So the, uh, the secondary medic uh, successfully places an 18 gauge IV into the right AC. Uh, spikes a thousand ml bag of normal saline with ten drop set, hangs the fluid wide open. Cool. I I appreciate yep. all of that. Yep. Both paramedics now go that into definitely an anticipative move. Correct. I do agree. Yep. One hundred percent. Um, two IVs. They never do two IVs, but I think definitely prudent. Definitely in in this type of situation. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're still losing that amount of moderate yeah. blood. Two IVs with two bags running, I think would have been uh, again a prudent, yeah. you know, let's not be behind the eight ball kind of idea. Mm-hmm. So now the paramedics are going to have their discussion on airway management, right? And they consider that his mental status has not improved. There's still worse. right, it, right. It's now declining. There still has is moderate bleeding being suctioned continuously from the airway, and. At this point, the they've gone through one canister. Now they're on their second canister, and that one has been uh, one quarter filled. So a standard EMS canister is twelve hundred mLs. So now you're thinking at least fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred mLs mm. for what what this guy's lost, right? We're we're definitely now <coughs> seeing Not why he's also been on the on the ground while we were on our way. Exactly. Yeah. So you're thinking maybe upwards of 2,000, yeah. right? That is definitely hypovolemic shock 
that's getting closer to a ver- irreversible shock, mm-hmm. right? We've lost a lot yeah. here. Um, so we kind of alluded to a different conversations earlier with intubation, not intubation. First off, do you guys believe he should be intubated? Hold on. Let's go to the paramedic intern. Right. <laughs> I feel like my gut reaction is yes, just because he's got no way to protect his airway. Now that you have two paramedics there, I mean, what's holding you back? Unless you want to, like, wait for flight crew, which why are you going to do that? Okay, so that's my next question. Would you wait for the flight crew? I guess I feel like it depends what you're seeing and how confident you are. I mean, I think you should do it yourself, but if they're, you know, landing right now when you think there's no way in hell I'm going to get it. <clears throat> it's one of the things I don't like when I hear, you know, oh, well, we didn't do this because, well, you know, the hospital's five minutes away. Yep. No, if you thought of doing something, fucking do it. Do it. Yeah, just you know, do it. If you're looking at this guy and going, hmm, we should probably innovate. Well, the helicopter's only 10 minutes out. I can guarantee you thought that when you saw him and he's yeah. missing half his face. Yeah, so don't wait. Right. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yep. Um, I agree. I think, you know, there needs to be the serious conversation of this is why we're doing it. It's going to be really hard, but let's put things in position so that this is successful mm-hmm. no matter what, mm-hmm. right? Set yourself up for success. Set yourself up. This guy clearly is not dying in the 15 minutes that you've already been there. Right. He's probably not going to die in the next five, six, Mm. seven for you to actually intubate him properly. Right. And you just saved all that extra time. Right. Because now the flight crew just has to come down, put him on the vent and go. Right. They don't have to sit there and do what you should have done. Right. So these paramedics do choose to intubate via RSI. Right now, with the airway compromised, declining mental status. I really like this crew. Not wait for. Mentally sucks. All four of them. Don't even. Don't even tell me that. (laughs) Cuba sucks. (laughs) It's easy to dose. Okay, first off, don't shoot the messenger. Literally, the next sentence. They choose accommodating sucks for their R assignments. That's it. We're done. Elvis has left the building, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Okay. So, the next, the next, the next paragraph that I'm going to read is almost a comedy of errors. Okay, oh, and and I think I can tell with the first sentence. Well, so I think they were on point with wanting to do the intubation. And mm-hmm. I think they were on point with their reasoning as to why they wanted to do the there's, intubation. There's already a great meme I can already think of for this one. <laughs> it's the fisherman with the dollar thing. Oh, almost got it. Almost got it. Almost got it. <laughs> um, however, as, as we literally just said, set yourself up for success. This does not need to be a I need this done in 35 seconds process, right? Take the time. This is probably one of the most difficult airways that they've ever done in their career, right? Don't know for sure, but I'm just going to say it probably Mm -hmm. is, right? If I got this one, this would be my hardest Mm -hmm. one I've ever done in my career. Could be the hardest one you ever do in your career. So you really have to take your time with this one and think every single step through. This is where you really have to slow the time down. Correct. And really pay attention to detail. Right. The, you know, this guy, yes, he's doing fine without an airway Mm. and he'll probably you know benefit with less suctioning and more airway control with it but it's not like you're gonna save his cardiac status from you know arrest or respiratory arrest or something with the tube so you have time to sit here and go okay we'll we'll figure this out they didn't they did what i think a lot of providers would do and just go it's really tough we need to get it done Let's just go through it and blast through it. Um, no taking stop points along the way. No. no. So getting time for sedation to take effect. And like I said, I, okay. And and through the through the conversation, um, their their reasoning for the accommodate and sucks. At least this is their reasoning. It could be that it's easy to dose. Uh, their reasoning was is they didn't want the guy to be down and paralyzed with no way of doing a BBM. What? So, so they're planning to fail. They're planning to fail. 
because blown people didn't tell you maybe you shouldn't use sucks. I mean, the gunshot wound to the face what? didn't tell you, you maybe you should use sucks. sucks. <laughs> so elaborate on that because that was that was not yeah. a note that I put in. Why, other than you know easy dosing and you being so angry at people for choosing it for easy dosing, why wouldn't you choose it in this in this scenario? So you don't use socks for head injuries. Why? Because it raises your ICP. Exactly. Right? So str- And take out the traumatic head injury that you have here. Yep. You don't use it for your stroke patients. You don't use it for your lone pu- pupils. Like, none of that. You don't use it for any of that. Do not use it on a neuro patient. I agree. Mm. Yep, 100%. So they do use it. Um... They also, like I said, a comedy of errors. They do not utilize high-flow nasal cannula oxygen, Ooh. right? Ooh. Even though you have a nose that is intact, you can't put an NPA down it, but you could do high-flow nasal cannula. Mm-hmm. Why not, Why right? Mm-hmm. Give yourself that passive oxygenation. Um, and, and here's where I literally just wanted to pound my head against the wall. I would love to see your face when they're telling you about a call. And then this happens. Well, so here's, here's the why are your eyebrows it's like I'm here. So here's the really cool part is I never I never get to actually like see people that right. that I like they they fill out the survey monkey I you know plug so the and first play, time you and then, read and then it, I email I them see. and then right. I'm like hey these are questions that I have you know and and you know fill in this gap or whatever um, yeah it would be really hard for me to sometimes not be like what the fuck were you thinking but. It is what it is, and that's why it's yeah. anonymous. So, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. So, um, me pounding my head against the wall, what is the worst thing that you could do in a bloody airway for intubation? Use the video one. Use mm-hmm. the video laryngoscope, right? And but not a bougie. And bougie. not a bougie, right? Bougie is the only way you intubate, period, end of story. So, Kelsey learned that this past weekend. So they do use the video, the video, the video, the video, they do choose the video laryngoscope uh, as it is their only intubation source their company trains with, as well as their yeah. company has mandated through policy that it is your first pass intubation attempt tool on every intubation. You know what? Ask for forgiveness, not permission on that one. Well, so, you know, there's there's do something they to be... they carry the direct blades? They do. They have to have a backup. They do. Now, well, they, I don't know. What, what drives me crazy about this is the fact that you're training with one tool. So when that tool inevitably fails... Because you've already set it up to fail. You already planned that you're going to fail. Right. What do you, like, your success rate on your secondary is going to be what? And this is why doctors all across the country want to take intubation away from it's us. Crap. Is because we're we're being, you know, horse-penned into one way. And that way is not always the best way. Right? Not for every because patient. Want to justify the cost at the end of the day. Yeah. It, and it's it's really sad. Think yeah. about your patient you know? first. Yeah. Damn Skibby. What is going to be your best way to success first pass? Right. Right? In this, it's not video. It is direct. Right? So they keep the non-rebreather mask on until they're ready to intubate. Another, you know, I'm okay with that, whatever. Um, could be worse. It could be worse. And in this case, you're really just sweeping away some tissue to the side. That's <laughs> exactly. It. You're not real. I mean, you're not having to move the jar or Right, you know, like in a weird position. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, you just move that tissue off to the side, and there you go. The base there of the tongue, just pinch yep. it a little. Right, literally. Hell, you have the patient move it. <laughs> it wasn't paralyzed. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Put the tongue to the side. There you go. Um, what's left of it? Yeah, what's left of it? So uh, they lay him down into what I call the quote-unquote intubation position, which is flat. Oh shit. Because why wouldn't you? Right. Um, Say goodbye to your SPO two. Exactly, right? The primary medic tells the primary EMT to suction one last time, uh, then advances the video blade, which, of course, duh, gets all gummed up in goo and (laughs) blood. Even though you're suctioning, you have to be constantly suctioning for there to be anything helpful. 
and you have all of this extra tissue. Well, now you have all the extra space. Why would you take the suction away? Right. You know, but it's just a failed attempt at every direction because they literally were like, an intubation is going to save what I need. And they didn't think things through. And that's where I have a real big problem. Right. So the attempt is discontinued because they can't see anything anymore. And the video blades removed. They take the adult BVM, what Kelsey alluded to. They put the pediatric mask on it and they they BVM his nose. nose. Right. Which, again, he's he's sedated and he's paralyzed. He's not breathing on his own. What else are you going to do? Right. You can't BVM a no jawed person. Right. right? Um, BVM the nose. Right. So they ventilate him over the nose, um, and they they realize now that oxygen saturations, as Gerard alluded to, have fallen to eighty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. In God's graces, set him up. The helicopter. No, no, no. You don't BVM people sitting up. That would be the intelligent thing to do. That mm. no BMS provider ever thinks about. So they're still in the intubation position. Um, so the angels come, the, <laughs> the <laughs> rotor blades come down, right? The, the helicopter's landing at this point. Well, um, I just know it wasn't a Huey cause it didn't go womp, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the flight team enters the ambulance reports given and the flight team begins their, their prep for intubation. Cause they know this is what no, we need to do. Which now sucks time. because they're in a way worse Right. Position now to try and intubate right. than the t- primary two medics. Exactly. So they choose ketamine and rock as their RSI meds. This is why I need to fly. <laughs> I just need to fly. Just do it. <laughs> I just need to go. Just do it. Um, they choose ketamine and rock aronium as Weird. their RSI meds. And they look at, they, they determine heaven criteria. Now we'll get into that. So just bear with me. Right. You all want to know what heaven is. So mm-hmm. they they go over their heaven criteria and they figure out that via heaven, the direct visualization is the way to go over video. Cool. These guys, they set them up back at the 90 degrees. They don't do 30 degrees or 45. They send them all the way back up to 90 degrees. Um, they perform what, again, will also go over the salad maneuver um, with the yank hour tip to do a constant suction. Mm. And they intubate him successfully on the first pass using what I love, and Kelsey's going to learn this, is the face-to-face intubation, right? Which you don't ever see people do because it's ass-backwards and it's never taught. And it's never practiced. And it's never, ever practiced. I was taught. (laughs) You were taught. Right. But we were not taught in school. We were taught outside of school. You sure? I wasn't taught in school. Oh, okay. Well, because... There was an instructor there that uh, I believe that's the only way he really ever intubates, from what I heard. <laughs> nope. <laughs> because he's that's the only way he can intubate. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, nope. Captain Overcome. Yeah, he fish hooks yeah. him face to face and Interesting. pulls up and drops it right in. And when he showed me that, I'm like, why don't we just always do this? <laughs> Seriously. Because it's right there. And especially <laughs> on this type of patient. Yeah. Well, this is perfect. Well, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Right? You get them in that beautiful position. They're dripping now, yep. salad, suctioning. They're dripping. Like, yeah, it's, right it, it's a beautiful. Yeah. You, you don't have any, you know, airway um, maneuvering to do. It's literally, like you said, right there. Yeah. You move the tongue out of the way and everything else is right and there. And there's no tongue. There's just the and base of it. Right. Hmm. So I'm, I'm good go. with it. Right? So... Um, of course, successful intubation. Uh, they place him on a vent. He's packaged. He's transported by air to the regional uh, trauma hospital. And um, really good uh, outcomes here, right? So he was able to uh, make it through everything, of course, with an extensive amount of, uh, of plastics. plastics and, and this, that, the other thing. He's got some form and function back in his life. But uh, but outcomes were, were, you know, inevitably good. So... There's there's a plus. Any brain damage? That I don't know actually. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if uh, if there was any like neuro mm-hmm. issues or people. I would think that with the and then the socks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would. You know, it's it's something you know to really. And why is that CSF shooting out the side of his ear? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, and now he's hypoxic too. So don't worry about it. Yeah, right. Don't worry about it. It's all good. 
I mean, there's so much blood. They they couldn't tell CHF yeah, from just, blood anyway. Just sit back and crack open a nice cold stone cold Steve Austin's <laughs> Broken Skull IPA. <laughs> Jesus. Um, for all of you, uh, I need non- to endorse you. Hold on, for all of the non-patrons out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a plug here. Uh, for all the non-patrons, that was a Patreon-only plug that we do, yeah, uh, which is uh, is now ass- seeming to adapt into every the, the every right the every you know every single episode that we do. But uh, but yeah, if you want to hear Gerard's awesome uh, drinking game, drinking game, where it all came from, where it all came from you sign up to be a uh, salty veteran or a uh, seasoned provider patreon and listen to the uh, the patreon only yeah. podcast yeah, a little, uh, little housekeeping there. There you go. The why not yeah. <laughs> the business yeah, the business, the business. Yeah. so i, I want to talk about heaven right there, there's a couple education points that that i want to talk about and heaven is a uh, intubation acronym that is specifically used to determine video or direct that's all it is used for. It's not. It, it's not going to tell you how to do it. It's not going to tell you, you know, your your pre-oxygenation and all this other stuff. It's going to help you decide: does this airway need direct or does this airway need video on the first pass? So, uh, hypoxemia, extremis of size, uh, anatomic disruption or obstruction, vomit, blood or fluid. Extanguination or neck mobility. That is what heaven, you know, the heaven criteria. So under V for vomit, blood, or fluid, it says. Check mark. Right. It says DL, direct laryngoscopy with strong lift. Now that is typically, um, you know, your normal patient. Mm. However, you didn't really need a, a, you know, significant lift on this. But there's nothing to lift. Right, more <laughs> of a, it's a face to face. It's yeah. more of a squish. <laughs> um, but but at least if they looked at heaven, they would have gone, oh, okay. Well, DL is totally the way to go, hmm. and they would have not gone. At least I would hope they would not have gone to the video right off the rip, right. Um, I did do a YouTube video on heaven, so if you want, go to YouTube. So go check that out right. as well. Make sure because I and explain every single one. So um, the other thing, you're just self promoting like mother's day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you said everyone has an off day. So um, the the next one I want to talk about is salad, right? And salad is a uh, oh. another fancy acronym. It's um, suction assisted laryngoscopy and airway decontamination is what salad actually stands for i just thought it was a cool thing i was like we're gonna call it salad right it, yeah i didn't know that actually stood for that yeah so it's not like tossing salad like see i, w- <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even gonna go there come on i wasn't gonna I, i'm like uh, 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 you know the 12 year old is like make a tossing salad joke <laughs> no i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna be professional no nope, i he's over across the table hey toss the salad <laughs> <laughs> you would have done it on Patreon. Um, probably would have. <laughs> there's no rules. I don't want to know. I'm assuming. <laughs> no, oh, no, no. Your dad was no, too young. <laughs> so, so I think it was like you know when you go to like a restaurant and get a tossed salad. Keep thinking that. Yes, keep thinking that. Absolutely, that's yep. what we're talking about. Perfect. <laughs> Just don't go to prison. <laughs> so don't a salad bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Salad is a is a and I'm gonna plug again another video is um, I did a like 58 second salad demonstration on TikTok. So <laughs> damn it, I walked into that one. I'm sorry, Gerard. <laughs> did you use jelly and syrup? <laughs> nope. Uh, um, let's move on. Yep. I'm definitely digging myself in that one. <laughs> you deserve so, that. I do deserve that. All right. Um, but salad is is a continuous suction method to where you can use it during intubation. So you, literally, you take your Yankauer and you put it into the esophagus, and you move it around your blade so that while you're intubating. It is continuously suctioning the uh, the esophagus. Mm. Now, this tip, you know, it's it's better when it's like vomit, 
or you know upper airway around the uh, the cords. However, you can move it upwards into the oropharynx and still be able to see everything and get all this blood out of there so you can actually see stuff other than just bubbles, mm -hmm. right? And why is face-to-face -face better in, like, the intubation method? Why is this face-to-face -face better? You're not laying them down first off, right? Because EMS providers have a really bad... Uh, reputation of laying people down into that intubation position because that's what we're taught, right? Mm -hmm. Head to sternal, or you know, what is it? Ear, ear to sternal. sternal yeah. um, and yeah, first airway day, everyone lays flat on the ground, flat on the ground, and then pad under their head. Yeah. That's not going to like do the anything. worst position ever, exactly. Right? Head up 30 degrees, get them elevated, get the pressure off of their neck and chest, lift up and out, and you'll literally pull their head off the ground. You don't need pills. You don't need blankets. You don't need towels. And you'll be able to see everything you'd ever want to see. Now here, upwards is going to be the best because now you get all that drainage, right? And you just slide that. Thank you. I'm getting the wind from your breathing. <laughs> Can you stop breathing? I'm just stop breathing. <laughs> I feel like we go over You're this like, quite frequently. Okay, I'm close to the microphone. Hey, you're breathing too much. Okay. <laughs> you're a very loud breather when it's on microphones. That's all. Um, he likes to embrace his inner Darth Vader. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's so, the only reference I can give you. It was a good one, too. It was a good one. Mm -hmm. So um, with the front intubation, you know, as Gerard and I kind of alluded to, all you're doing is flattening the tongue. Right, it's actually a backwards intubation. You're using your right hand yep. instead of your left hand. You go in uh, and literally just squash the tongue, and you don't have to manipulate jaws. You don't have to really, you know, do anything like that. And the airway just magically opens, and then you you can still do salad. Um, you kind of do an ass backwards version of salad. Maybe I'll do that on uh, on on Tic Tac. You should Tic Tac. Yeah, Tic Tac. Tic Tac. You gonna do on Tic Tac? Sure. Oh man, I have a Tic Tac so story for you. You want to download the Tic Tac app, <laughs> not the Tic Tac one. The Tic Tac. Yeah, you know, the Russian you know. version. Oh, yeah, there you go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. All right, I need to stop talking. But, but yeah. So I would definitely go with the front intubation. I think um, in this circum, you know, circumstance, it was totally the way to go. Never mind. Circumcision? No, oh, yeah, I wasn't gonna go. Nope, nope. I held, I, I held that one good. Good. So, anything else you that saved. you guys? Yeah, I, yeah. I saved it well. Um, anything that uh, that you guys wanted to add? Any questions or I thoughts? I feel like the mistakes that they made would have been made by a lot of people. Mm. Yes, and that, and that's why I think you know, call it an unpopular opinion. Doctors are correct in wanting yeah. to take intubation away from us because. You know, as we we were told, we all suck, right? Mm -hmm. Airway is one of the quintessential things we all suck at. Mm -hmm. And the, the when the closer and the faster that we move to accepting that, I think the the more that we can fix it and get that respect back. Yeah. But we have to actually accept that ninety nine percent of paramedics would have done everything that they exactly. did. Exactly. And botched it and fucked it, and then they this guy would have, you know, respiratory arrested, and they would have been criking him. Thank God this didn't happen. Yeah. But that's where I could see it go, you know? So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it is what it is. You know, if you don't use it, you lose it. So mm -hmm. and we, don't, uh, we don't train as often as we should. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a perishable skill. Darn it is. Yes, it is. All right. Don't discount the. Uh, I was gonna say don't 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 discount. You know, there's also the holy shit factor. Damn, yeah. You know, you see something like that, and there's a little bit of a holy shit moment there. Oh yeah. You know, so this is an ass pucker call. Yeah. One hundred percent. You know, like you go. Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. You know. <laughs> anybody that? but me. Right. That's literally like. Fuck, I 
I should have went to law school. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it really is. So uh, I think there's a lot of good takeaways. Definitely check out those videos. And uh, hopefully I'll get a, uh, a front intubation video done. I think that's something I never thought about, yeah, but I'll cool. do it now. Um, I think that'd be cool. And until uh, next time, guys, stay safe. Yeah, Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. To learn more information, like us on Facebook at Medic Materials EDU or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.